0: Chapter 33, verse 33, Surah Al Ahzab. <laughs> Allah wishes to purify you, O Ahlul Bayt, and to remove all sorts of impurities from you and to purify you. So that the word purification has been used twice, and like our respected alim beautifully stated. This meant that they were physically and and spiritually purified. The Ahlul Bayt. Who are the Ahlul Bayt? Imam al-Bukhari in Tarikh al-Kabir, volume number 9, page number 25, Sahih Muslim in uh, in the section of Fada'il al-Sahaba, the virtues of the companions, Fada'il al-Ahlul Bayt, the virtues of the Ahlul Bayt, hadith number 4,450. And I'll stop giving references here because we don't want to consume the entire time giving references. Um, Bukhari says, Imam al Bukhari says, after the revelation of this specific verse, 3333, qala sahibtun nabi, a companion says, I was alongside the Prophet sahibtun nabi tis'ata ashhurin. For nine consecutive months, يوم, Every day that he would wake up, He would come to the door of Fatima and Ali, Peace be upon you. Then he would recite this verse, إِنَّمَا to specifically tell the entire Muslim community and for history that those five individuals are the al-Bayt. Now we have other traditions of Hadith al-Kisa and how this verse was revealed in the house of Um Salama, and Um Salama tried to enter underneath the Kisa and Rasulullah told her, Ya Um Salama and Khair, you are a very good pious woman. But this specific kisa and this specific occasion belongs to us five individuals. Now, what does this verse mean? That is the very first question that we will ask Shaykh Muhammad Umar Ramadan. Is it possible that after this verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a witness for the Ahlul Bayt. He's, he's, he's being a witness upon their purification. Could then Fatima, na'udhu billah, na'udhu billah lie? Could she claim something falsely? Could she accuse someone falsely? Could she anger she, could she be angry falsely? While well, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the greatest witness to her or for her purity. Second, and of course I'd like to make a, a very clear uh, point here that the followers of the Ahlul Bayt, or those who attribute themselves to the madhab of the Shia or the Ahlul Bayt, believe that this is the greatest indication on the asma. Of the Ahlul Bayt, meaning they cannot, they did not uh, uh, commit any sin due to the fact that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is a, a witness to uh, their, their 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 purity. Uh, obviously, this is a, a, an opinion for the the madhhab, Madhab, uh, and there are disagreements, and we're not here to actually discuss that today. Yeah. But I'd like to discuss another hadith that is relevant, and then I'll keep the floor to our respected guest Al Hakim al-Nayshaburi uh who wrote the book al-mustadrak ala al-sahihayn and used the same methodology of bukhari and muslim to extrapolate hadith kitab ma'rifatu al-sahaba the number of hadith is 4756 says an yahya ibn abbad an abdullah bin zubair an abi zubair bin al-awam an a'isha the wife of Rasulullah and the Ha Kanat Aisha says Ida Kanat Inha Kanat Ida Duki Nabi Kalit. If fatima the daughter of Rasulullah, were to be mentioned in front of Aisha, or the wife of Rasulullah, Mar Aitu Ahadan, I have never witnessed anybody. Can Asda Kulehdatan mina more truthful than her illay walabha? except her father uh, and he then says and uh, and I believe it's Zahabi who comments and he says this hadith is sahih according to Imam Muslim however it is not mentioned in his book so one Allah has a witness Allah has a witness that she has the position of Tadheer then Aisha uh, says that She was the most truthful person of her time. And if there were anybody as truthful as her, it would only be her father, Rasulullah. What are the indications? This is the explicit message. What are the indications? What is being implied by those statements um, that were just mentioned, Shaykhana?
1: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Sayyid, you've mentioned Imam al-Hakim. In his al Imam al Hakim is a very unique individual because he's the individual who actually gives the full chain of narration regarding Imam Ali being born in the Kaaba and he actually calls it authentic. Now, one of the tr- unfortunate problems we have that has happened throughout the history of uh, the Muslims, specifically through the history of Ahl Sunnah, is anyone that's pro Ahlul Bayt, anyone that praises the Ahlul Bayt anyone that tries to speak about the Manatib and defend them and, and, and speak about them in, 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 in a manner which befits their honorable position, immediately they are given this title of being Shi'i, anti-Shii, you, Anti Anti you are from uh, the Shia guru, you are, you are from the Rawafid, you are Tafzili, you are this, you are that. Why? Because you are praising the Ahlul Bayt. And this has always been a way of discrediting people. Just give them the label. He's a Shia and he, ignore what he's saying. Ignore the, the evidences he brings. forward so again, he's praising in Ahlul bayt And he can't be from Ahlul Sunnah. And this is an unfortunate thing that we as Ahlul Sunnah must admit has happened, is continuing to happen and will happen in the future. And we must condemn it. We must confront it in the best of manner. We should not, we should not hide under the disguise of the Shia of being separate from them. This has nothing to with this has nothing to do with Saint Khazmi or Sayyid Murtaba, Or it has nothing to do with Sayyid Siskani or, or any of the, the honorable great scholars from the Shia school. No. This has got to do with Iman, this has got to do with your faith. It has got to do between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You cannot allow this to be compromised. Do not be fooled by any individual who comes to you and says to you don't praise the Ahlul Bayt don't speak about Ahlul Bayt don't speak about Ali don't speak about Fatima and so forth because these are the traits of whom these are the traits of whom the Shia and this is the this is the unfortunate thing that the Bani, Bani Umayyah used this is what unfortunately Muawiyah even is, is a person who uh, should be blamed for this who began this and justice towards Imam Ali. And it continued throughout his period. It continues throughout Umayyad period, the Abbasid period, it continued until the middle time that whenever you praise the Ahl-Bayt, you were called this time. That is why Imam Al-Hakim, a giant Imam with the Nahras of Jumaat, he's high, yani highly revered, but even he is accused of being a Shia. Even Imam Al-Nisa'i, the great Imam, who according to some scholars, was even at the level of Bukhari or even greater than Bukhari. Al Imam Nisa'i, the great Imam, he died under the pretext of the loaf of Imam Ali. And when he was attacked in Damascus by the mobs of Muawiyah's mobs and those people that hated Imam Ali and stopped the prayers of Ahlul Bayt, when he, when, he, when he realized that he was dying, he said, take me to Medina. When he arrived in Medina, he said, Makya, He said, when he arrived in Mecca, what did he say? SubhanAllah. Look at the beauty of what he says. SubhanAllah. This is what you call language of love, Sayyid. The heart. Not not the atal, the heart. When the heart speaks, it speaks a language that only the heart can understand it. He says, bury me. That when I arrive in Mecca and if I die, bury me right in front of the doors and the houses of Banu Hashim. Bury me in the, the houses of the Ahlul Bayt. Why? He says for when they come out, this is the ta'wil the, 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 the ulama gave, that when they come out, they will look upon me and they will look at my grave and they will pray for me. That is the nisbah. That is the connection and the love and the affection that the great imams of hadith had. But unfortunately, these individuals who are the nawasib, the haters of the Ahlul Bayt, and they're not only amongst the Wahhabis now, Sayyid. You are seeing now, for example, saying in Pakistan, the Nawasib have very, uh, uh, I don't know what to use the word, what the word is coming to my mind, very diplomatically and very uh, shrewdly have infiltrated every single group within ahl of al in Pakistan now. So amongst the Brelwees, for example, you never had Nawasibism in them. Now you will see all this Nasbi and Nawasibism, rubbish that comes from their mouth. From some people's mouths who praise, for example, Marwan, and they will praise uh, Yani, they will actually have the audacity to say that Yazid never ordered the killing of Imam al Hussein for what reason? To try to diminish the greatness of these people. And this is a great injustice. And this ayah that you reveal in Surah Al Hazab, ultimately, the Ahlul Bayt can never be impure. The Ahlul Bayt physically can never be impure. Anyone that says, and this is, a, this, is a, uh, this is a reply to those brothers and I will pray for them that Allah will guide them that said that the Ahlul Bayt were not clean. They had some physical and, and cleansiness in them. I said that if this is your belief, then you can not fall out of the fall of Islam because the first member of the Ahlul Bayt is the messenger of Allah. And the Prophet has no dajasa, He has no impurity with him, whether physically, whether ruhaniyya, jismaniyya, any type of impurity cannot be attributed to the Messenger of Allah. What is the meaning of this verse according to our aima? What have our mufassirin said? Again, I don't want to give you a list of all scholars. You can go to all the early Tafasir. but please avoid Ibn Kathir on this verse because Ibn Kathir on this verse he really does injustice. He really does injustice to this because not only when he mentions in ma you read and and he gives an interpretation. He doesn't give a single hadith mentioning Fatima, Ali, al-Hassam, al Hussein. and they are mutawatir hadith, mutawatir hadith. Yani, uh, I have, uh, yani, uh, the chains are uh, numerous. At-Tabri mentions 15 different chains, individual chains of transmission, not one chain. And And, and quoting 10 scholars, 15 individuals, 15 individual chains that reached the level of Mutawatir proving that this uh, verse was regarding the Ahlul Bayt, was regarding the Pakistan Park, the five honorable people. So in concluding, what do we mean? What is the meaning of this verse? When we say, for example, that uh, uh, Ya Allah, O oh, family the, 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 the Prophet, Allah did not want, uh, want to move a, rajas, a Rajasah from you. What is the meaning here that the Ulama have given? It means that O oh, family of the messenger of Allah, Allah wanted to protect you from kufr, bid'ah, and shirk. Allah wanted to protect you from kufr, from the evil innovation and from shirk. Allah wanted to protect you from these things and He purified you according to your right, according to your will, according to your rights. And this is the greatness of these people that no one has anything comparable to them. No one can be comparable to them. Your Iman, my dear respectful brothers, your Iman is dependent upon these people. Don't be foolish and don't be deluded and be misguided by those individuals who say, We are from Ahl Sunnah and this is the opinion and this is. And, and, keep it simple. Go back to what the Messenger of Allah said. He says, I leave two things behind the Quran and my Ahlul Bayt. Finish. Who are our Who are the first people whom the Messenger of Allah is speaking to? He's speaking to the Sahaba. He's speaking to Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman, all of them. Anyone that rejects the Ahlul Bayt cannot be from the Sahaba, cannot be from the pious people, cannot be from the people of Jannah. You cannot say you believe in Fatima and you know, but yet Fatima is like a normal woman and she and she be and this is what Ibn Taymiyyah said. a'udhu Ibn Taymiyyah, he used very harsh, disgusting, and unworthy terms towards the most honourable greatest of all women. Sayyidah, Abida Sajida this honorable woman who is the mother of Al-Hassam al Hussein, You're not going to find a woman like her, nor before her, nor after her. You're not going to find a husband like her husband. You're not going to find a grandfather like his grandfather. Umar there's a narration of Umar that when he gave the inheritance to his son and he gave more towards Al-Hassam al Hussein, And this was regarding, so not inheritance, forgive me. This was regarding the pension of Badr. He gave the 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 Badr in Sahaba a certain pension, and he gave more money, has an allowance to Al Hassan Al Hussein. Mm-hmm. When Ibn Umar questioned his father, and said to his father, "And oh father, I am your son. I was present in Badr. but the Prophet prohibited me to fight because I was young. So I served water, and I looked after the the the, the casualties of war, but I never joined the battle. These were." They were really young. How come you gave them the same share of Badr? And what did Umar say? He says, Oh, my son, what you've said is correct, but find me a mother like their mother. Find me a father like their father. Find me a grandfather like their grandfather. And a grandmother like Khatija. Find me a grandmother like a grandmother. So these narrations that we have, these are from the Sunni sources, but I would hope, and this is. One of the intentions that I do have in my life is that we can bring all of these narrations together and put them into one book and give them to our brothers to read about these fadail and to preach them in the masajids and to preach them amongst the youngsters to teach them that the fadail of the Ahlul Bayt is not dependent upon if you come from this group or that group, you have to be a Muslim. So that's what I would say, Sayyid. <laughs>